0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode, which is episode twenty one. Do not adjust your sets. Episode twenty was lost on the internet. Hi I'm Marco. I read cards and I buy stuff online, mostly pens and notebooks. Inish can't come to the phone right now, but please leave a message after the beep.
1: Beep! <laughs> I enjoy that. Uh the beep that we're going to uh currently have in our in our show today is is going to be um etna meowing. I love it. Uh so hi dear listeners, my name is Van and um <clears throat> I do stuff.
0: <laughs> how how broad?
1: How broad isn't she, it?
0: She is the woman of a thousand talents, because she does
1: stuff. <laughs> But no. you know, you
0: do you do a hard, You know, you do artwork on wood, and you do it good with the yeah. help of um, the my lovely, my
1: um, lovely, my lovely girlfriend. She taught me a lot um, in terms of um, uh, using the wood and the pyrography. <laughs> <laughs> the wood, yes. <laughs> it's all it's all an experience, um, but yeah. How have you been? We we haven't had um, a recording in, in in a while now.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the holidays. Uh, yeah. I, as, as per usual, I have the, what is it called? Um, the seasonal blast.
1: Ah, uh, the seasonal blast. Uh, yes.
0: I am so, so fed up with Christmas. Can we jump? Can it, can it be 2022? Cause 2021 was even worse than 2020. So
1: yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel that as well, that this end of year is being quite tough on uh, not only occurrences, but like micro occurrences that tend to accumulate as well as the brain span, not having uh, all the brain span needed to deal with all of these micro occurrences. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind, uh, skipping to 2022, I think it's 20- 20 be... or
0: 2032, <laughs>
1: 2032. That's <laughs> yeah. That's going to take a, a little, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. It has to be because I'm not going to jinx it. Let's say that no, I'm not don't,
0: gonna. I was going to say that don't, don't jinx it.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to jinx it. It's going to be a year. Be
0: Zen, <laughs> have zero <laughs> expectations on course, it. Zero expectations. Yeah, so,
1: I, yeah, go ahead.
0: Other than doing the woods pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else have you been up to?
1: Um. I've been, uh, I've, what I've uh, been up to. So I'm trying to recap here. I was in the Azores, currently I'm, I'm back in the mainland, in the mainland. And I have to say it's, this time is, is, I don't know if it was because of the circumstances that I've, uh, in which I've returned back here or, uh, Overall, I kind of got used to uh, living uh, in the island, but this time, I really felt a difference in um, simply just driving around the city or going to going to a coffee shop or just going into a commercial uh, you know shopping center. People are...
0: People are nuts.
1: Pe- they, they kind of like, it seems like people have lost some something, you know? And I don't know if it's patience or if it's empathy, but I felt, and I do feel this difference between being in the, in the island and being here in the mainland. There's a lot more uh, aggressive behavior uh, in my first day back alone uh uh the amount of traffic i i had to endure (laughs) i remember just coming out of the plane and uh, picking up my luggage everything was okay everything perfect as soon as i stepped out of the airport my goodness (laughs) i had to take a cab and and because here in portugal at least in the mainland you can't catch an uber just right right outside of the airport you have to Uh, use uh, um, a taxi, taxi. yeah. So as soon as I go into trying to enter my cab, there was a guy with a woman that was trying to uh, pick up a cab, but he was out of the line. So then comes a policeman. The policeman yells at the guy, then yells at the taxi driver, you're going to take this passenger and then you have to clean the cab and I was like, hey, Lisbon. Hi. I'm I'm back. I, think,
0: I I think it's just normal Lisbon and you were just for so long in the How long did you stay there? Like for over 2 months, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh 3 months stay, so it was it was long enough to uh to kind of get used to people being nicer. <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's you know, kind of different. So other than that, I've been having uh the usual timely uh, Christmas preparations, and uh, I've been wrapping up some gifts to for the family and for. Oh, you
0: shouldn't my... have.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm on a budget, and I have to contemplate my my girls. Yeah, for the people
0: stuff. who really matter, aka not me.
1: Jesus, fuck! <laughs> Come on.
0: Mm. Well, I held a grudge.
1: You hold a grudge.
0: No, I always hold a grudge. I mean, you know, it's kind of like take a nap, watch some TV or hold a grudge. I only have those three (laughs) settings on my jackpot.
1: (laughs) Hold a grudge. Well, that would be. Yeah. Speaking of jackpot, um, I also, you know, played. I didn't win the lottery. I didn't win the Eurobillions. I just I mean, kind of did. But the last prize. So (laughs) we.
0: What one was euro. the prize? Oh, one, one euro, euro and
1: four, uh, cents. So yeah. That, that Thank you. Like... Come again. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yay! Here go. And um, I've been mostly wrapped up around family stuff, and and um, trying to not lose my mind. <laughs> so yeah. And how about you? How? has life been treating you other than
0: well um i i stayed true to my old tricks i mean i was uh i watched this week the premiere of the (laughs) of the new sex in the city um it's not a reboot it's a continuation and just like that they killed (laughs) big so i was kind of like it, it was really odd because the first episode was kind of weird in the sense that they were kind of like acclimating, like, where are they now? Also the digital filters seem to be weird because sometimes Sarah Jessica Parker looks like she's 78 and another time she looks like she's 42, which is weird. Uh-huh. Um, but they still, I think they're, they're even living a more rich and fancy uh, life that is completely not normal to most people because, I mean, <laughs> Carrie has... Um, a sh- a shoe room, bigger than my house. Okay. So I can't I can't relate. However, I do find it interesting that you don't have like fifty something year old characters discussing blowjobs during brunch. Probably because Samantha wasn't there because the char- the actress uh, uh, declined to ever ever being um, a part of this project. Even though the character is mentioned. Mm-hmm. And there were some spoilers on the internet saying that there was gonna be a funeral so everyone thought oh it's gonna be Samantha oh, it's going to be they're Samantha. gonna they're they they're gonna kill her with you know uh, the cancer coming back uh, but no no they killed big and they killed big in a very very obvious way
1: in a very with... big way sorry I... kind of have... a,
0: not, a, not a big way but you kind mm-hmm. of there was just a position of scenes where Carrie has, is at a piano recital and the music is very somber and very dramatic and Big is on on a bike doing a spin class and you kind of um you kind of have this this feeling like as soon as the music started playing and then they put the shot to Big doing his spin class I turned mm-hmm. to my partner and I said Oh my God, they're going to kill Big. Oh my God, no, they're going to kill Big. Oh my God, they're going to kill Big. Mm. And then, and then she comes back home and Big is there. I mean, I'm not spoiling because if you have a social and yeah, it's sex all over. in the city, it's all over the internet. And then I was like, she comes home and he's still alive. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, they're teasing us. They're going to kill him in an even more brutal way. I mean, mm. I lo- I like Sarah Jessica Parker. She, Parker she's a very dramatic Actress the part where she's like yelling and, and t- telling him not to die and it's like stay with me stay with me The kind of thing was Oh, was... they
1: did that with her in the room oh. Yeah, she,
0: well, she he has the heart attack and because he's he there's like a, a lot of misleads During mm-hmm. this scene like first you're gonna think that he's gonna collapse during the workout mm-hmm. then uh, like there's the first mislead which is basically um, biggest cheating on Carrie with his spin instructor, and then we see that the spin ah. instructor actually is remote okay. on his—I don't know—on his like three thousand on um, his Peloton.
1: Was was he using he, a Peloton? Yes,
0: he okay. was using a Peloton, of and, course and she was, was there. So he's like, oh, so he's not cheating with uh, on her with the with <laughs> the Latin um, Peloton instructor. And, and then the music kicks in and you think, okay, he's going to collapse during the the, the mm. cycle, the cycling and everything, and he doesn't. And then he goes to the bathroom and he drops his phone while trying to call for help. And you think, oh my God, he's going to hit one of the knobs and then that's going to be it. And he doesn't. <laughs> and then he oh, falls. God. And when she gets home after the recital, she still sees him alive, which which in a way kind of gives her a, a way to spend his last I don't know, a couple of minutes of of life with her. But then it was kind of like a parody in itself, because I like that they used one of her, you know, iconic phrases of, and just like that, this and this. And so the first episode ends with her saying, and just like that, big died. That's how the first episode ends. The second episode is all about the funeral arrangements, which I think it was relatable. Uh, Unfortunately, I've I had to take care of at least two very important funerals of people in my life, and um, you're kind of like in this, do this, do that. Carrie also has a relatable experience going to, going, going to the funerary parlor and actually mm-hmm. being turned off by the mortician, which also happened to me in one of them uh, because the mm-hmm. guy was like, "Oh, we're gonna go to, we're gonna have a cremation," and the guy told me. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way because it's, you know, it's so expensive and what's, why meaning? I mean, I still want to be buried because I don't want to be burned to a crisp. And then I was like, um, okay, don't um, call us, we'll call you. Yeah, uh, it's and, like, and this, something... is not,
1: this is not about you, it's about the person inside there. Yeah. You know?
0: And yeah. then uh, it kind of relates because basically there's like a comedic scene where like Charlotte is having a meltdown and crying and bawling and bawling and bawling. And, bawling and then the mortician comes in and says... Mrs. Preston, I'm so sorry for your loss. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's not me. It's my friend. And Carrie has that stoic stoic, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then you also have a lot of scenes with pe- stuff people say during wakes and, and, and funerals mm-hmm. and, and viewings. And um,
1: That's a bit of a heavy, it is, heavy it was note hu- to start. It was
0: really mm-hmm. huge, heavy note. And then someone was like, oh, people, people say they understand, but they don't. But I do. I understand
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: and, and it was kind of like, oh, I can relate because this has happened to me. A lot of people would say this ad nauseum, where you can actually, you're just there trying to be nice because you can't even focus on your grief. Mm-hmm. Um, also I don't know what they're going to do with the character of Stanford because unfortunately that the actor who plays Stanford died. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. this year and but he is on, on the series so y- yay more uh, heaviness also one of the things that kind of makes me feel so Carrie now has a job she's working as a podcastress as a guest oh. podcast with a cis white guy and a non-binary uh, character called Che which you think is from Che Guevara but no <laughs> their name used to be Cheryl but she dropped the real <laughs> So they, they make that joke. They make that joke.
1: It's just, she's just shit.
0: Yeah. But you wonder like, Mm -hmm. why does Carrie need a job? I mean, big has like shitloads of money. Why does she even need a job? Mm -hmm. Uh, those parts are like, yeah, she really needs that job. Um, So they put Miranda, um, going back to law school to take a master's and trying Mm -hmm. to be the woke white woman. Mm-hmm. Trying to say the correct things about ethnicities and gender. And <laughs> she tries, but she usually fails
1: miserably.
0: Fails. <laughs> yeah, she usually fails. I mean, that that actress, Cynthia Nixon, is an amazing actress. And I think, uh, this is not a spoiler because it's not a confirmed... They do... I think they foreshadow that she's going to have a queer relationship.
1: Yeah. With, and she's still I...
0: married to Steve. So I'm I'm kind of oh. curious...
1: they're going to approach that. Uh
0: yeah, I think they are. I think they are Mm. because you have a first uh the first meeting of um Miranda and Che is basically (laughs) Che giving uh some weed to her son to her 17 year old son. And so like Miranda's like, I'm gonna kick your ass, get out of my son, he's (laughs) a minor, what the fuck? And then like not even five minutes later, and Miranda's always <laughs> drinking scotch. They're like, mm-hmm. "Hi, this is Che, my boss from the podcast."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you kind of have those comedic things yeah, that are part of uh, that you. Can't... But I felt so depressed because I mm-hmm. I never was a huge fan of Big in the original mm-hmm. show, and one of the characters during the funeral also says, "Did everyone forget how shitty it was to her? How the way he treated her?" <laughs> but. But you kind of like, no, like, uh, I don't know if the actor didn't want to do it or if the, they thought it was like a better uh, yeah, way I to. Think it's, In...
1: it's, it's been so long and society as a whole has changed so much that they, the, 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 the writers continuing with his uh, storyline as it was, they wouldn't have any viewings at all because since the me too movement big wouldn't wouldn't be even uh you know an acceptable uh character to 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 exist at this moment in time but yeah, I, I find it he... i find it surprising how dark they started off they started it really them.
0: really dark you should you should i mean yeah. A lot I of think... people like love to to bitch about how unrealistic sex and in the city was and in the lack of you know gay characters not being just a uh, white woman's accessory mm-hmm. to you know that that would basically like choose their outfits or compliment on how great they were, and the absence of major uh, non-white characters in the show mm-hmm. uh, and basically going. It was very biphobic, uh, transphobic, uh, racial, I think cringing. it was a,
1: portrayal, a pur- portrayal of society as it was. Yeah, in,
0: of in... the 90s. The 90s were yeah. like that. I mean, you had, if you look at series like, um, at the time it would be like Will and Grace, you have. Will and
1: Grace, and you had the British Queer as Folk. And. There they are there they would be on they are on complete opposites of the scale. So you would have sex yeah. in the city that was very mainstream with a, a certain type of dialogue and a certain type of, of written narrative. And then you would have something very disruptive of the of the social uh-huh. norms. And you would have Will and Grace, which was a very um successful series in which, its own it should have it been also... called
0: jack and karen <laughs> i would much prefer that show <laughs> yes, jack and karen yes.
1: but it would it also had its own problems as well but it was the only way to portray um uh, gay characters at a time and and still have society ex- accept that narrative you couldn't you couldn't uh do a queer as folk or an l word in that time as it is today. So uh, I'm, yeah. I, I find it interesting that I still haven't watched anything of the season of the, the new season of Sex and the City, but while browsing and scrolling on TikTok, I've I've seen a few snippets of it, like the, the scene in which uh, Carrie receives the note from Samantha. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and I've seen a lot of spoilers uh, in regards to Sarah Ramirez's car- character in the season, in the series, because she went to uh, kind of a, um how do you say it, a, a, an event in in which they took a lot of photos and she was looking rather non-binary, very confident in, confident in her own um, shoes, so, so yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know, well, uh, basically be we- Probably because as a stri- uh, as a cis white man, I don't actually have a clear view on on what non-binary would be translated into media because we need visual cues and she does. And please please don't cancel me. She does look a lot of the times like she she is basically a butch lesbian. That's what she looks like.
1: But she's she as an actress, for instance, she was on Grey's Anatomy and she portrayed. Uh, one of the most beloved couples uh, that there was um, in the season. This was the cat
0: falling on my bottle, sorry.
1: Wasn't it Inez? <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, no
0: it. Inez, I think, prob- Inez probably... Inez has entered the Inez has yeah, entered, in the chat. Inez is entered the chat. But sorry, <laughs> you, were tell- you were saying about the character yeah. of Chloe's Anatomy. Yeah, and also,
1: actress- <laughs> just
0: give me a preface. For every people who shit on Sex in the City i mean if you watch Grey's Anat- anatomy fuck you because all those people are incredibly narcissistic extremely unlikable and completely completely deranged and they all need psychiatry i mean i, I yeah, can't they're, I just they're can't.
1: surgeons they're they're surgeons they're but you know i, I don't even know
0: how can they do surgery like always fucking in, in closets and things like that That's yeah the, it's, it's a horror. it's
1: a total a total novella but um at uh, the actress Sarah Ramirez, she uh, she's actually a very very prominent and very talented actress. She has um, a, she has a career in Broadway. She's a fantastic singer. Um, she she when she was on Grey's Anatomy, she uh, did the Calliope or Kelly Torres role as the orthopedics um, surgeon. She then went to. Uh, have a um, a relationship with another uh, surgeon in the series. So it, it was a very a very interesting um
0: Was it Sandra Oh or is it was it someone else?
1: No, it was um one of the daughter's stepdaughters of uh, Steven Spielberg I, I don't remember the name right now. But oh, yeah. um <laughs> But um after That after Grey's Anatomy, because since she she as an actress was very, um, she was very attentive. No, she was very attentive and she was very caring with the feedback that the community was uh, giving her during the portrayal of that role, Carrie uh, Cali Torres, with um, because she essentially this was a very big Shonda Rhimes. Show and it was the first um, couple that they have with a long relationship, with having a daughter, with going through divorce. They they essentially did something good with that with that couple, and she became a a, a loved uh, character, a loved actress within the within the uh, LGBTQ plus community. And she did another role in which she was uh, a, a butch lesbian, I think. So before this role in, in Sex in the City, she, uh, showed, so the vibes are there, I believe. And um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to think that Sex in the City is queer baiting anyone. But I don't having, think so too.
0: But I having just, Cynthia really Nixon.
1: Cynthia Nixon with Sarah Ramirez, it's kind of a win because before we had uh, Cynthia Nixon with uh, uh, Sarah Paulson and yes, so that yes. was an amazing thing. So it's like uh, these tidbit of golden nuggets of, uh, you know, uh, wonderful uh, couples that occur. So yeah. I don't
0: think it's queer. But I, I mean, I think people are also they kind of like jump to the gun and immediately see something wrong. I don't. I never looked at Sex in the City for representation. It, it was not aimed at me. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad I didn't, <laughs> otherwise I'd be like, I could be either uh, uh, Anthony or Stanford.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, but I don't think they're queer bidding. I think they're actually acclimating the fact that Cynthia Nixon is um, an out uh, mm-hmm. gay woman. And they are kind of like, they're kind of like saying, if we hadn't done this now, if this show had been now, she would probably have been queer the whole time. Mm, mm. Um, yeah,
1: I believe so. Even, you, you know, Cynthia Nixon went from portraying this character as being very undecided and looking for love with a man. And then in her real life, she went through so many changes and she even. She even uh, went into a political path. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of makes sense that uh, the character and has grown so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're hoping. I mean, people. A lot of people hated it. Um, other people were like heartbroken. I was like, at least for forty minutes on the couch saying, "Oh no!" <laughs> I mean. But it also gives a good premise of what Sex in the City is all about, because if they were all married then it wouldn't be Sex in the City. So it's gonna be what how how Carrie is going to you know, navigate this world where she had her fairy tale wedding, she had the man of her dreams, mm-hmm. and now she doesn't. Um, mm. so what do you do after that? Uh, mm. quoting Cher, which is an avid listener, hey Cher, schedule us anytime, <laughs> we'll have you. Um, this, will she believe in life after love? Oh,
1: so. yeah. That song, I, 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 that song is so good from Cher. That
0: song is so depressing and we don't it get it because it, it has like that funky we techno beat and you the reverbs. and. But, but it's, it's such
1: that like... it's such a strong song in, 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 in its lyrics. So, yeah. It's very telling. We're we're getting old. Well, not old, but we're advancing in our age.
0: We're getting wiser. I, yeah, I'm exactly. saying we're getting wiser. I mean, <laughs> no wrinkles. It's probably the Google meets filter, but you I've know, started, I look fine.
1: I've started taking collagen and pills supplements, so so that it will help with the wrinkles. You know.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've I've read some stuff, and the studies are a bit confusing. Whether or not. Um, uh like a, a collagen supplement would work because otherwise i'm gonna say just eat jello you know
1: true it could it could happen as well it could it could yeah but i think that since um since my mom has so many bone issues i'm starting to supplement a bit in in my yeah. early 40s so that it can uh you know kind of uh help out in the long early run,
0: 40s You're not even 40. How are you only 40? Technically,
1: if I were to be Korean, I would already be 40. What? (laughs) No, I'm 39. Korean, (laughs) Korean people. Yeah. They count one year ahead of the Western. Oh, I did not know that. When we leave our mom's belly, uh, we kind of already have one year of life. So they start counting it then as one year, not zero, as we do here. So what, we act, what we're actually doing when we're celebrating our, uh, I don't know, our 39th, we should be celebrating our 40th. So it's kind of cool to think about but that.
0: But wouldn't, wouldn't your 40th be like three months after you were born? If you had like a, a normal period of nine months of, of gestation, I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: But the thing is is... that that's the difficulty because it's not always nine months, but it's No, I know. No, in my
0: case, it was eight months.
1: Yeah. And that's also another thing. Why is it that continuously there's this thing going around that? Oh, your women are pregnant for nine months. That's not true. That's not true.
0: You you need to elaborate on that.
1: I need to elaborate on that. Uh, the the gestation period, uh, it, it's, it's more accurate to... (laughs) Gestation! Word of the day,
0: people, it's (laughs) gestation.
1: Gestation period, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going into my 40s, so the teeth, they're still all here. Um... Counting them into weeks, it doesn't it doesn't add up to nine completely uh, nine months. So that's the thing. Women typically are less than th- nine months or a little bit over nine months. It, the nine months thing is a, um it's an average of time. Okay. Well,
0: but it's easier to say nine months other than weeks because this is like the pregnant women lingo. Because if you're not pregnant, you say months. If you're pregnant, you say weeks. Yeah. It, and it, and it's like, how how far are you in? Twenty seven weeks, and I'm, I have to go like this. I'm Oh, well, almost seven months now.
1: <laughs> True. Thank
0: God I did my multiplication tables, but.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't too. I just don't recall them. Yeah. I don't remember. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, in terms of series, I I haven't been watching a lot, to be honest. I've been kind of uh, off Netflix for a while. And um, there's a couple of movies that I would like to watch, but I still haven't had the, the attention spent to go through them. So, yeah.
0: I'm going to watch today the new Almodovar movie. The new hmm. Pedro, Almodo- Pedro Almodovar which, movie. Which is? I can't Google it now because the cat's <laughs> tail is on my keyboard. But um, <laughs>
1: okay, it okay. just
0: came out. So I'm going to watch that today later on. I also have a divination conference confidence happening in a, oh,
1: precisely yeah. two hours. Are you going to? Is it a type of convention?
0: um it's kind of like an online thing on facebook where Mm. you can log in um it's a part of the group that uh, a group that i am a part of which is called the world divination association they sometimes Mm. hold open houses with people saying stuff about the way that they read cards so i'm gonna use the 22 major arcana as a big tableau and reading it from there to there so um Mm. And also, it's gonna mean, <laughs> my example leading into that is gonna be about Korea. So you know, sync. Oh, synced.
1: How
0: so it was interesting that of all the countries that could have, you could have mentioned today, it would be Korea, which <laughs> Korea. I'm gonna be talking about in in two days. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, yes, of course, you know, it's like, it's magic, people, it's Magics, magics. <laughs> We love and the magics.
1: Have you have you felt that people, let me try to rephrase this, but in terms of seeking for knowledge and answers and uh, some sort of comfort and guidance throughout these uh, troubled times, have people been reaching out towards um, carcomancy a bit more? Have you felt that or is there any difference? Well, not to me.
0: The the people that approach me usually are the people that approached me before. So the problems that they want to check, usually are the same types of problems that you would have in a non pandemic era. Mm, okay. Sometimes, inevitably, and, and I've, I mentioned in the show that I've just quit uh, trying to predict when the pandemic would end because I always get depressed because my answer is <laughs> not, yes. not today Satan, not today. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but no, I mean, probably people who are more I did notice a shift in, in <laughs> some diviners Becoming a little bit more life coachy, which is Mm. in itself a choice. Um, And I do know that when they do that, that um, they start getting a different type of clientele. But Mm. life coaching is not my thing. I mean, I don't have my shit together, so I I would never be entitled to (laughs) tell people how to run their own lives. But so unless you've made that shift, which is mm-hmm. becoming kind of life coachy and positive affirmations and kind of like that. And it's, it's annoying to me to no end that it's kind of like everything has to be positive and everything has to oh, be no. silver lining, and everything, mm-hmm. which gives people a, a false sense of security and they're kind of like living, living an illusion and it, yeah. it's not, it's not our role. We are just doing. Yeah.
1: I th- I find it interesting that it, that you said that because I've read hi Inez has entered the chat again. <laughs> um, I've read yeah. about the... If denomination... I don't if
0: I don't distract Inez with the stick, she's gonna meow. <laughs>
1: um, the the nomination of uh, toxic positivity uh, when in in which that that's one of the reasons why I ask this because. I've been um, using uh, TikTok a lot. Uh, I know because... you keep, you
0: keep pestering me with TikTok links that I open like a tenth.
1: I know, I know, but they're kind of funny. And I've since I've been trying to learn a bit more about NFTs and crypto tokens and currencies. Um, TikTok is a, an interesting source for that. But one of the things that I've I've come across is um, an excess, and this has to do with what the algorithm feeds me as well. There's an excess of um, life coaches with uh, kind of that toxic positivity trait to them in which, uh, I don't know if it's a consequence of our times, yes, because people are depressed and um, the pandemic is going on for so long now that it's kind of hard to take a positive outlook on life. But I also find it very troublesome to have this toxic positivity in, in which everything has to be positive affirmations and manifestations. And oh, you're, that's, you're, that's you're very, singing my song. That's very taxing on the, on the mind to trying to override your negative thoughts instead of processing them because negative thoughts, they have impact and you have to physically process them. So in order to release them and toxic positivity essentially just muffles that and and it continues to to put people in, you know, not only
0: muffles it, but gaslights you. Because yeah. how dare you have like a day where you feel like shit and you feel like your life is going nowhere. And it's like, it's on you, it's your fault. And it gaslights you into feeling things that are extremely normal.
1: And it feeds so... your inner critic. If you have an inner critic, and and if you feed on that toxic positivity and it kind of makes it grow. And when you're alone with your own thoughts, it, it, it becomes so, oh, so overwhelming That you you listen. There are bad days. There are days in which you don't want to do shit. There are days in which it's okay just to throw the towel down. It's okay to uh, take a mental health day at your work, and and we should have the ability to accommodate that as a society because. We've been through a lot these past three years and I believe there there's a lot of shit that it's going to hit the fan in the next two as a society. So we kind of have to be aware that even though there are ways to cope that are aligned with positivity and positive affirmations and envisioning and how to be a better listener and be an empathic person. None of that should uh, overrule your need to feel like shit. Sometimes you have to. Just,
0: yeah, you, you have know. you have to process it in order to go to the next stage. Yeah. But um, I do had a pet peeve because I saw an in the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was completely lost. I've seen hmm. One life coach that I'm not going to mention that makes an obscene amount of money and also an, coaches an a what,
1: a what? A what,
0: an obscene amount of money.
1: Ooh, obscene.
0: I mean, seven <laughs> figures obscene amount of money. Okay. And basically in one of our newsletters, um, and I get it because not, not because I want to be a life coach or not because I'm into life coaching is just because the person and I are acquaintances. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'll subscribe to your newsletter. And that person was like. Don't despair people in the pandemic. This is your time to thrive. Thrive on people feeling like shit and make money out of it.
1: Oh, yes. And, the, and she
0: did. She did. Yeah. She like she quadrupled her income. She yeah. quadrupled her income because not only I don't think she even life coaches anymore. I just think she teaches people um, how to life coach and uh, mm-hmm. and I was shocked. At the time, I was kind of like, "Oh my God, this person who I actually have—I wouldn't call her a friend—and uh, not because of this. I just we're not that at that close. So, mm-hmm. but someone that I respect, and I was like, "Oh my God, uh, I, how how can you?" And uh, but there's a market, and she was right. There's a market. Mm-hmm. There's a way, and it's kind of like um, she does have some interesting things. She does likes. Uh, she does try to coach people into like, okay, you're gonna. there will be times in your life that you're going to feel like shit, and that you're going to be d- d- behaving in a defeatist kind of way. And that
1: mm-hmm. and
0: things are not going to be rosy. But at the time, I was like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. how? I mean,
1: yeah, there's there's that one one characteristic that I believe that some people like myself, I, I place myself into this, this, um, this mindset that I'm not comfortable with taking advantage of people when I understand that um, that you could take advantage of them. I find that to be unethical and I don't feel, it doesn't sit right with me. So, and with this being said, I relate to this because I've seen a lot of circumstances in which people during the pandemic have taken advantage and have um, built up their network and built up their their financial portfolios. And there's a lot of people making money with the pandemic as well. But there's also a lot of people getting poorer. And I don't see this going... um, in a healthy way. But yeah, it all comes back to being excessively uh, positive and in a world where um, that luxury of being positive and having a positive outcome comes from a place of uh, privilege as well. And sometimes those people that do that, and, and sometimes they do it with a heartfelt intention and not because they want to be uh, money suckers, but um, it kinda it kinda is a blind side of, of of you know you can't inject positivity into everyone and expect that everyone will obtain the same results. So yeah, that's that's, wh-
0: that's where the gaslighting come in because if you don't have the exact same re- results, it eventually is gonna be low. That's on you. You didn't yeah. try hard enough. And I do remember us talking in the beginning of the pandemic on things like, um, and I'm distracted because I have a cat in my head, like mm-hmm. you had to learn how to bake bread. You had to learn a new language. You had to do something with the amount of time. It's like, you can, but you don't have to. Because yeah. for the people who can't, because they're either coping or they're stressed or whatever it is, they're kind, they're going to be like they're going to be feeling like shit because they're like oh my god all these people on Instagram who are making bread and I, and I can't even cook a muffin oh, I don't, oh I'm I'm such a complete failure and um, I just I just think the overall need of keeping a positive outlook and keeping a positive attitude and the whole do you remember I think it's funny, I don't know if I mentioned this in this show or not, but like a rainbow for me, uh, like a real life, uh, if I see a rainbow, it's actually a terrible omen for me. So hmm. when people start putting like drawing rainbows, and it's going to be, it gets, it's going to get better. No, it's, uh, what was the slogan? <laughs> everything is going to work out fine. That was oh, the yes. Portuguese slogan. Yeah. Uh, everything is going to be fine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, not with oh, that shit. symbol. <laughs> not to me, not with that symbol, no. <laughs> Because yes. now we're like, and we keep being bombarded by media. We mm. were persecuted for two weeks with like the new Transformers variant of, of COVID, which is the Omicron. So I think the next is going to be Megatron or Megatron. <laughs> I think it's going to be Megatron, you know, or Optim- yes. Optimus COVID once, or Bumblebee COVID.
1: COVID.
0: Optimus COVID. <laughs> and
1: never. then
0: after after instilling a sense of fear, like there's this new variant that mm-hmm. is a gazillion times more contagious and it's spreading out and then it's like oh uh we should be fine it's actually it it doesn't and i'm like don't do this to us like keep us informed and i might you know the hill that i'm gonna die on is like keep us informed just give us facts and don't feed on the
1: on the emotional side of it you don't need to place emotion on it at least in the media, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like going in a wave. Beware, this is bad. Oh, hold up. This is not as bad. But wait, you still have to mask up. Oh, but you still can go to events. It's...
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually have in my own family something that happened very... There's a lot we don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. in a new disease, uh, a new virus, there's a lot of things we don't know. Like, One of my nephews decided to go on a trip to Spain and he got infected with uh, COVID and Mm -hmm. probably knowing uh, his lifestyle, it's because, you know, he likes to party and he likes to drink and automatically you're not going to be as careful. Like I had the company Christmas dinner on Friday and after that there, there was the opportunity to go to a dance club in Lisbon. Well, everyone had to get a test, but they could only enter the nightclub if they had a test. And there were a lot of rules. But I mean, people, you're drinking and alcohol automatically uninhibits you from all the worries that you could have. So basically, I just said, you know, thanks for the invite. I, I'm going to do the dinner because it is we are living in an age of controlled risks. Like every time we go have some dinner with friends or go out to a movie theater, we're taking an actual risk. And, mm-hmm. and we take it out of conscious because we know from experience that 2020 was like was hell on our mental health and so on and so long. But there's you don't have to go through all the risks. <laughs> mm
1: hmm. It's <laughs> and, like um, you, you only take the amount that you're, you're that you're comfortable with taking, that you can actually live with yourself if something happens.
0: Like, you know, in my case, um, I do go out to dinner, but I always go out to dinner with the same friends because I kind of trust the way that they behave. Um, And I I usually go to dinner with two opposite groups of friends and two of them are very careful. And another one gets like, I don't know, tested at least three times a week at work. So I am taking a risk and it's um, and we know it, but. Other than that, it's kind of like, no, I'm not going to go to a dance club. And I feel I really feel bad for people who own nightclubs and things that it's going to be it's taxing on them. A lot of people are going to lose their business. But, you know, I'm not going to do that. I I mean, I didn't even before the pandemic. So to me, it doesn't change a lot.
1: It's like going to dance on a petri dish. I can't. (laughs) No, you know, no. Just just the simple act of going to uh um, It's it's
0: like the shop. new so it's the new sophie Alex Beck- Baxter uh single. It's covid on the dance floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's covid on the dance
0: floor. <laughs> it's, it's like it's covid on the dance floor because <laughs> even though we can do the tests but we can be in an incubation period mm-hmm. where we are carriers and it's not fully present it doesn't show mm-hmm. on the test so mm-hmm. but i know i work now i work in a place where it's like above them all so sometimes i have to go and have dinner and, and some and i also work holidays now so the other day i went to have lunch on the holiday on wednesday which was the immaculate conception or mm-hmm. aka uh, god doesn't ask for consent um he sends one of his angels to say what's up and then mary (laughs) yeah what's up mary and then uh i was like looking at all these people and i kind of feel i still get jittery when it's like hundreds and hundreds of people around me it's like oh my god and people don't care they're like push you i was having lunch in a table by myself and a family went by me and they were like they two of the mother and the father they kind of like like they pushed brushed my arm. You. They mm-hmm. brushed me and I and I, I had to do, I had to tilt to my left was like, and I'm like, I'm here. You know, uh, I know you're doing your Christmas shopping uh, because it is the season of consumption.
1: But <laughs> yeah, still, I get, I get, I get it. And I, I have a hard time not reacting uh, when I come across. That lack of. Thank you for for yeah for summarizing it, but yeah, coming across assholes, especially in in places where you have to maintain your physical distance, not only because it's respectful, even before the pandemic, people should be doing this, but um, you know, it's still going on. The Simpsons were right again. That's one thing. They, (laughs) I don't know who decided to name Omicron, but. Come on, even The Simpsons have guessed it again.
0: (laughs) I haven't been watching this year's um, season of The Simpsons, though, because I I have I'm I subscribe to Disney Plus, so I can't. uh, I don't have the um, what's it called? The the news, the latest season isn't available,
1: available yet. Mm -hmm.
0: But it is it is. I mean, and we keep bitching about people being um, non cooperative and then and non respectful. I mean, I work with people who haven't been vaccinated a lot. And there's like, I, I mean, a quarter of my teen hasn't taken the vaccine. So I kind of have to be I don't want to be like preachy and uh, and mm. being on on that thing. The other day they were like, someone was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm, what they're putting in my body. And I was like, girl, girl, you don't know anything that's being put in your body nothing you don't know where the unless you like you've treated your own soil and you grow your own vegetables and you grow and feed your own chickens you don't, you don't know no you don't know you what you're eating and what you're doing so it's kind of like yeah i'm I'm just I always do the thing that is like you know a lot of diseases have been eradicated due to vaccination so I'm doing my part. And, and, and I do it according to my own conscience and to my own set of values. And you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not the same thing if someone has like an autoimmune disease and says, this is really dangerous for me to take this vaccine. I don't know how my body's going to take it. And I get it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I also have an autoimmune disease and I took the risk. And um, I don't know long term if anything is going to be in my body or not. But still... Um, I just have to be really, really, I have to think about it whenever the topic arrives because the topic arrives constantly. I had a coworker who was like Mm -hmm. completely no vax because it's like, I don't know what they're putting into me, blah, blah, blah. But then he had the work to go work abroad and to make a lot of money. And then it was okay for him to have the vaccine, otherwise he couldn't go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh wait, so the hill you were gonna die on is not the hill you're gonna die on if that it that that is due to monetary compensation. I mean that's blatant hypocrisy. Mm. 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 So that's so that to one. me it is. And I was like and, and the person was telling this, I was like, yeah, I just took the vaccine because I had to, otherwise they wouldn't accept me for this job. And I've had another instance of uh, of a couple who's a friend of mine who lives in, in France and they mm-hmm actually lost two jobs already because they refused to take the vaccine and while i don't agree i respect it they are you know they're staying true to what they believe Mm -hmm. it's um it's just you know i'm gonna do the third booster shot and if i'm gonna have to take the fourth booster shot i'm gonna take the fourth booster shot um that's what i'm gonna do and uh it doesn't make me feel serene about it but it is you know it is what it is get vaccinated like like
1: you said i think i think that this phrase kind of uh it's kind of powerful in itself the age of controlled risk taking um we should measure the risks that we're willing to take and the impact that it has on us our family and those we come in contact with yeah and
0: because i have I have people, I have parents who are over 70 years of age, and I have to be careful what happens Mm -hmm. to them. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, They themselves also take some unnecessary risks. So I'm not going to be another factor into into that. And this is kind of like,
1: this is kind of like uh, flying a plane. You have a checklist, you have a checklist that you must follow a protocol that you must follow so that the, the, the trip um goes i don't know what smoothly. you mean
0: whenever i fly a plane i just sit down and put my seatbelt on that's my
1: <laughs> well, you know you, you if you're a pilot you have a checklist a whole oh, checklist okay. that, that you have to do in order to assure, ensure that the the trip is going as smoothly as possible because there's always variables you can't control especially with humans and this is the same thing you you have too many variables you can't account for and if the ones you can account f- for and control you can accept and and make your your um informed choice like taking the vaccine masking up you know the the usual thing washing washing hands people stopped- washing hands I've seen places that no longer have um hand sanitizer like come on people this is this is Hygiene 101, but yeah, so I guess that with this, this conversation, I think we're wrapping up our episode for today.
0: We are. are. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening, and uh, I don't know if this is going to be our uh, uh, final episode this year. I don't know. Our season season, finale, you mean? Yeah, our season finale for this year. We'll have to, we'll have to check in on that because um christmas is coming family time is coming and Ah. (laughs) we have we have to uh ensure that we have attention span and emotional span for that so do take care uh and we'll see you on the other side
0: on the next one bye
1: bye Thank you for listening to Confortel Conversations and Easy Banter. Please like, rate, and follow our podcast in whichever platform you're currently listening on. Make sure to follow us at Confortel on Instagram and Confortel Pod on Twitter.